programs and is quoted often in the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Wall Street Journal, Time, and Newsweek, among, among other media. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming Abraham Foxman. Good evening. Thank you, Marty. Thank you, Simons. Ladies and gentlemen out there in uh, Nebraska, Louisiana, Florida, New Mexico, this is a very daunting responsibility. It's um, very chutzpahdik to believe that one can encapsulate in 30 or 40 minutes the state of world jury. And whose assessment is it? World juries? Is it what you feel, what you believe? Or is it, in fact, in the spirit of the chazan or the cantor who on the high holy days and before he stands to ask the almighty to intervene on behalf of the Jewish community says for I am only that simple individual. So with your indulgence, uh, what I will share with you is a personal perception based on my years of being privileged and fortunate to serve the Jewish community through the vehicle of the Anti-Defamation League and to have an opportunity to see up close and from time to time maybe to contribute to make a difference in fighting, in responding on behalf of the safety and security of the Jewish people. I want to say to the Simons uh, that it is very appropriate that in our time, now, maybe not 10 years ago, that there is a value, there is an importance in providing a moment in time where leaders, scholars, teachers, thinkers of the Jewish community have this opportunity to spend time to evaluate for themselves and to share with those of us who care their personal perspective. This is, my dear friends, a very special year. We just commemorated the 60th anniversary of the liberation of Auschwitz. We will be commemorating VE Day in May and VJ Day in August, marking the end of World War II. For me personally, 
It marks my own liberation as a hidden child of the Holocaust and my 40th year of service in the Jewish community through the Anti-Defamation League. The bloody last century was one of unspeakable tragedy in the Nazi Holocaust and the Shoah, as well as a glorious triumph in the rebirth of Israel. It was in our lifetime the era of Auschwitz and the era of Yerushalayim. The history of our Jewish people has through the ages been a history of sorrow, suffering, survival, and yes, triumph. Our contemporary history, with all the progress that has been made, remains good news and bad news. And a lot depends what baggage what brings, what history one carries, what emotions, what experiences, what memories, what brings to the present moment, for it will impact, it will color, it will, may predispose, whether we live in a period or a year or an epoch, which is good or better rather than bad or worse. The state of the Jewish community in the United States is good, very good. We are this year celebrating, celebrating, not commemorating, celebrating 350 years of Jewish life in this country, in this continent. And we look back and Jews have served in the President's Cabinet, on the United States Supreme Court, in the Senate, House of Representatives, Presidents of top Ivy League universities, major party vice presidential candidate, CEOs of major broadcasting companies and other corporations. For the most part, Jews can live where they want, work where they want, play where they want, study where they want, and marry whom they want. But that's an issue for another lecture. <laughs> On this 350th anniversary, it is nice to note, for it impacts on us today, and when we examine what it is that's out there that gives us anxiety, it's nice to be able to do it from a perspective which we so frequently lose sight of. For a little more than a century, this hospital land has become the treasure home of the largest, most successful, most productive Jewish community anywhere since the beginning of diaspora. And as I mentioned, Jews have entered into the highest echelons of American economy and American society. But it's also interesting to note and see in perspective the Jews have not only adjusted to America and American culture, but Jews have defined it. And that too, later you should see in a perspective of how others see us. What is our role? How significant our contributions? Or can they describe it as something other than contributions? For Ann Landers taught Americans how to behave, Arthur Murray how to dance, Norman Mailer what to read, Arthur Miller how to dramatize, Calvin Klein what to wear, Mel Brooks how to laugh, Barbara Streisand how to sing, and George Gershwin what to sing. 
Henry Green, Greenberg, Hank Greenberg, and Sandy Koufax were baseball heroes. Mishael and Yasha Heifetz and today's Yitzhak Perlman transport us with their magnificent music. Jonah Salk discovered a cure for polio. And Jews, Jews are in every element and aspect of society, not only culture, but science and knowledge and technology. But the state, the state of mind of Jews may not be as good, may not only dwell on look who we are, look how far we've come, look what we have achieved. First of all, there is a recognition that in this country, as wonderful as it is, this country is not that much different from any other place in the world. For even in this country, and still in this country as anywhere else, we are not immune. This geography, this topography, uh, this air, these resources have not immunized the society against that age-old disease. Older Jews whose memories include their own or their parents' emigration to the United States, the Holocaust experience of anti-Semitism, lack of acceptance in a wider community, quotas in housing and higher education, are the real or perceived threats are those Jews who today, today, whose kishkas feel the pain in Scarsdale, when Jews in Iran are in danger, or feel the pain and the threat of a Jew on the streets of Marseille being singled out because he wears a kippah, or a Jew on the beach in Tel Aviv. 